Welcome to another episode of the Empower Hour with Dufferin Media. I am your co-host, Stephanie Adams, and we have here our other lovely co-host. And I'm Sarah Clark. Thank you, everyone, for joining us again for another episode. We're glad you're here and we hope you are enjoying it so far. Today, we have another wonderful, exciting and inspiring guest, goal-setting expert, Deborah Eckling. Welcome. Well, thank you so much for having me. Any day I get to hang out with cool people and talk about goals is a good day. So thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you so much for taking the time to uh, to chat with Sarah and I today. We really do appreciate it. And we're so excited to have you on and for our listeners to hear all about you. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you and what do you do? Well, I am Deborah Eckerling. I am the creator of the DEB method system for goal setting simplified. DEB stands for determine your mission, explore your options, brainstorm your path. And it's really the foundational way to figure out what you want out of life and set yourself and your goals up for success. And I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about that. I am also the author of the award-winning Your Goal Guide, a roadmap for setting, planning, and achieving your goals. And I recently created, I don't want to say recently, I I love the conversation we're about to have. And one of the things I am all about is embracing change. And with all the change that's been going on in the world, I basically spent last year saying, it's okay, we hit the pause button, it's the perfect time to reframe your goals. And now I'm also doing that for businesses to help add team leaders, executives, directors, support their employees and retain them within the company by supporting their personal and professional goals. And I'm sure we'll talk more about that as well. That's amazing. Very clever. Um, I do like that. My little creative brain was like, ah, I see what she did there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and and this is the, the funny, the very short version of how I became me is years ago, I was doing events for Barnes and Noble. This is back when I lived in Chicago. And one day someone came in and said, will you start a writer support group? And I said, if you think people will come, I'm happy to try it out. And it was a success, but it also showed me the power of goal setting and productivity firsthand because for me, a writer support group was, what are you working on? What did you accomplish? What are you working on next? And how can we support you? And I would never ask anybody to do anything that I wasn't prepared to do myself. So I would be setting my own goals and meeting them. And it's really funny if you think that what I'm doing now evolved from that. So I moved to LA and then in 2002, I relaunched my live group. And over the years, it's been through a bunch of transitions, live, hybrid, online only. Obviously we're, we're online only now and in the foreseeable future. But over the years, the other thing that I did is it's not just for writers, but writers, creatives, and entrepreneurs, because if you're one, you're the other two. 
So I started the way I dove into social media, starting the Write On Online group. It's just, it's been a lot of fun. But down the line, somebody started asking me, oh, you're good at this. Can I hire you? And then someone said, oh, will you speak at my event? And that's really how what I do evolved from leading a group into my career. And then about three years ago, uh, my main communications client was going away. And I said, okay, this is an omen to fully step into what I was meant to do, which is to help people figure out what they want and how to get it. And so I realized that my name worked with the system that I had been teaching for years. So that's how I became the Deb Method. I love that. I really do. I uh, That's a great story. And I just, I, I'm really, really chuckled pink that that is your name and that is just, it's great. I love it. <laughs> um. So Deb, what got you started in your industry? Well, it my professional background is communications and project management. So everything that I've done in tandem with leading my goal group speaking coaching has been all about getting people's messages across, figuring out better ways to do things, better plans. I worked in, when I first moved to LA, I worked for a private school as a temp and they kept asking me back and I said, well, if you want me to stay, create a job for me, which they did as assistant to the director of admissions and I gave them a better system for their application process. I went from there to working in corporate and I started out as marketing coordinator and left the job as director of communications, but it was managing not just leads from all the marketers, but the communications material, putting everything together in a system that worked for everybody. So we all, we all need our systems, right? Because you can't get, (laughs) you can't get from point A to Z. Well, you can without a plan, but you're going to zigzag. And the thing about what I do with the goal setting and the dev method is it's foundational. It really focuses on that D that determine your mission, because if you know that, then you can fly. But if you have no idea where you're going, you're just going to chase your tail and spin in circles. So it's really, in addition to the goal setting groups I've led for years and the speaking, it is my work experience, all the pieces have come together to to create this perfect storm. It is me. I think it's, I just love your story, Deb. You, you and I, I think, met on Twitter and I've always felt so um, inspired. And, and when I speak with you, I feel more focused about what I'm supposed to be doing with my life and my business. And I find it really interesting when I talk to small business owners or entrepreneurs, so many of them when I pose a question like, well, what are your goals? And they flounder to answer that question. I'm always so surprised. I'm like, we need to start there because we need to understand what your short-term goals are, what your long-term goals are before we can talk anything about strategy or marketing down the road. Exactly. And the other thing about it is I believe your life is a choice. So when I was working in corporate, I knew people who would commute three hours a day for a job they didn't like. And it's like, what? Are you kidding me? And so if you, and especially now, even before the pandemic, we were all pretty well connected. You have access to any kind of information you need online, any kind of re-education. But it really does start with that question. What do you want? why? (laughs) And what is it that you have to offer the world to make other people's lives better? You know, it goes into that mission. 
when you have that drive behind you, and mine is to <laughs> help people figure out what they want and how to get it so they can live the life that they want and positively impact the world. That's it. You take what you know, what you love, and put it out there and help others. And if you don't know what that is, that's fine. Take the time to figure out what that is because you're going to be way more successful down the line if you start with that solid base. I totally 100% agree. And Sarah and I were talking about this um, in our first episode and I was saying, you know, people who are wanting to, you know, do something with their life or open a business or become self-employed or they've got a new product idea that they want to launch. If you don't have that goal of where you want to be or what you want to achieve, you don't, you're not going to succeed. Like you don't really have anything. Um, you need to be looking at, you know, your future plans of five years down the line, 10 years down the line, and you need to have those goals and those pillars that you want to kind of reach at certain points. So you can then tailor your, you know, business plan and your marketing strategy and, um, how you're going to get there right from the beginning. Otherwise you're kind of just going in blind. Like you're just like, Oh, I just want to do this, but I don't really know how I want to. Exactly. And even more important than all the goals and all the plans is to have that vision because the way that you get where you want to go may change. And this is the example I use all the time is for anybody who's Goaltopia, that's what I call it when you're living the life you want and achieving your goals. For those whose Goaltopia was to be keynoting for these enormous crowds, well, that kind of went out the window because if in-person speaking was your thing. Oh no. However, with all the technology and everybody, I know we all have Zoom fatigue, but everybody is also much more Zoom proficient now. That great big goal of speaking to these sold out crowds can just as easily be on Zoom or whatever technology you use to speak to the world. So the goal is the same to spread your message to lots and lots of people, but the way that you do it is changed. And it's a simple tweak. It's nothing more than looking at your life and what you can do and doing more of what's feasible. And also learning to, I guess, be adaptable to change um, and, you know, realizing that you're, like you said, your goal is still the same, but it's just the path you're taking to get there has changed a little bit, but also learning to adapt and accept that change is good. Um, and by going on a different path to get to your goal, um, that may be somewhat more challenging that will better you off in the long run. Cause you probably will develop skills that you wouldn't have developed if you went the original path. Like if COVID hadn't happened and we were still having these big events, people may have not become more literate in technology, um, which is another skill that they can now add to their skill set. Oh, exactly. Completely the point. And so my book, Your Goal Guide, came out in January 2020. And the purpose of the book was to help people embrace change by choice or by circumstance and create the life that they want. And then about six weeks later, everybody had changed by circumstance. So even though last year was really hard for a lot of people, it was really good for a lot of people, it was even keel, I think, for most people. Everybody experienced the need to hit the reset button for in some way, shape, or form. So first of all, you think of all the things that had to happen for my book to come out six weeks before everybody needed it, and it's mind-blowing. And second of all, the, the thing that I discovered 
when I was doing the book proposal with the, the research and the background, um, I had my system and I knew it worked. But one of the things I realized is that most goal setting experts, they tell people how to achieve their goals, but very few do what I do, which is help people set that foundation, which is the key to any realm of success. You need to know what you want to get what you want. And if you don't know what you want, give yourself the gift of time to figure out what that is because it will save you so much time and energy later. I agree wholeheartedly with that. And I think giving yourself the gift of time to actually really figure out what you want is the best thing that you can do rather than rushing into something um, and, you know, creating something or doing something for the sake of it. If you have the time to figure out what you actually want and to start laying that foundation down of, you know, how you're going to get there, um, you may as well do that now um, rather than just, you know, I've got to get started. I've got to get started because it's just not going to to succeed or go the way you want it to go if you're not putting in that time to, you know, lay the foundations to actually get you to the place you want to be. The, the other point that I want to make is that you don't have to always make these drastic changes. Maybe you love your day job. Excellent. Good for you. It doesn't mean you can't start right. something that you enjoy on the side. And it could be a personal project. As I'm also really big on personal goals and how they interact with the professional ones. Because if you're happy in your personal life, your professional life is going to go better. If you're more successful professionally, that's going to leak over into your personal life as well. So you can say, you know, my job is good. Maybe it's not my forever job, but hmm. Let me explore the things I can do on the side and see what really catches me and what will get me going to create on the side. So it really doesn't matter where you find that joy, those things that drive you in your life, just find them. Yeah, just find them. You know, and then even if you do have a job, like a full-time job, it, there's literally, like you said, there's nothing stopping you from doing something on the side. If it's going to be something that you're exploring and that you're wanting to do because you're passionate about, um, that's totally fine to do while having a full-time job. I mean, I've done that so many times in my life. And I think as long as you have that drive in you to do it and not be like, oh, well, I can't because I work during the day. It's like, if you want to do it, you'll make the time and you'll, you'll find the time to actually dedicate to it, which I think a lot of people who are listening to this will, you know, agree with. Well, and also think in terms of time swapping, if you used to commute, even if let's say you had a half an hour commute to work, that's two and a half extra hours mm -hmm. each week. Even if you take like two half an hour blocks, to work towards, whether it's working towards your goal or working towards figuring out your goaltopia, whatever it is, it's an hour a week mm -hmm. and you still come out an hour and a half extra time. So look at the different places where you can find that extra time, whether it was formerly commute time or driving to events or even getting up 15 minutes earlier a couple of days a week or staying up 15 minutes later. But just look at your life and find what's feasible for you and do that. <laughs> no, yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Um, so Deb, what made you want to become self-employed? I, I had day jobs, like I'm using the air quotes that you can't see. <laughs> 
I had day jobs until the end of 2007, but I'd always freelanced. I was, I studied journalism in college. I was a freelance writer. I always had fun writing projects that I did on the side. And when I started that original goal group, my goal each month was to write a spec article. I was doing events for Barnes & Noble. I've always had writing. It, it has always been my thing. So my goal for each month was to write a new slice of life spec article. And then a couple months after starting the group, I met a magazine that was, I went to an event, there was a magazine with a booth, they were looking for freelancers. And I had recent spec articles to show them because I had been setting my goal and they actually uh, published one of them. It was, it was called Insider Magazine and it was for the college age. And the one that they took was called Trunk Story, which is you could tell someone's personality by what's in the trunk of their car. Mm-hmm. A, a total tangent, <laughs> but it was one of those stories that... I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I really do think you can tell somebody's personality by their trunk, though I really do. <laughs> so it was a good tangent. Great. So I, I started... So that was really the start of my freelancing in addition to working. And when I was in Chicago, I went from Barnes and Noble to working in publishing, moved to LA worked for the private school, then went into corporate for, for many years. And the end of 2007, that's when there were no jobs. And I'm like, okay, I'm no jobs. I guess this is the time for, for me to do my own thing. And that was right when social media started the transition into mainstream. And as I mentioned before, I started, I basically learned social media by doing social media for Right On Online, I started the Facebook page, and which became the Facebook group, which is the one for writers, creatives, and entrepreneurs, where every day there's a different prompt. So Monday, it's regular. Monday's networking goals. Tuesday's goals for the week. Wednesday's blog share day. Toot your horn Thursday. Photo Friday. And then weekend plan. So every day there's a different prompt for people to not only share what they're working on, but make connections with other people. I'm not answering the question. I will get there. So so I started learning social media through my own thing. And I had some newsletter clients was doing some freelance writing. And then in 2011, I got a job working for an ed tech startup, um, creating their blog and social media, which, like I said, I was educated by experimenting and creating social media organically for my own group. So that was a lot of fun. So I was there a little bit over a year and I did a three month stint doing social media for eHow. And after that one wrapped, I was back to, you know what? I'm good (laughs) at being me full time and I love it. So I've had really, I'd say like a mix and match career. Um, since then, so doing some communications work, I was an editor at Social Media Examiner for four and a half years. I worked their event, Social Media Marketing World, for I think I did five of them. Yeah, that sounds about right. And then, as I said, I, I transitioned into the timing was right to do my own thing. So, whereas, and I still do some freelance writing and a little corporate communication, but as I do more of the goal setting work and as I'm done my own focus into corporate, then there's less communications and more doing the thing that I love. But the thing that I love can help so many more people. It's like mind blowing. I used to say 
my goal is to be the first person people think of when they hear the word goal. And it's still my goal. But the one that supersedes it now with everything that's going on in the world is my mission is to change goal culture in the workplace. Because I do believe that that is the new phase of corporate. Those businesses that support their employees' personal and professional goals, they're the ones that are going to thrive because they're going to have happier, more productive, more loyal employees and in such will be able to build their business. So my goal for goals, I've discovered even over the last couple of months, it's so much bigger than me. So I, I feel blessed to be on this journey, this winding road that brought me here, but to be able to help so many people, I mean, that's what really gets me excited. So I'm an entrepreneur because I have things to share and I can help others. Amazing. I don't even know where to start with that. There was so much in there. Sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> no, not sorry. I can't write fast enough to keep up with all the amazing tidbits that you, that you said just in, in that answer. I just find, I don't know, I find you so inspiring to be following that, that dream that you have to help people with goals. And you have a gift to identify opportunities and just immediately jump on them. And I think that it's such a valuable conversation to be having now about making sure that team members in an organization are supported with their personal and professional goals. I'm not sure what the market is like right now with jobs in the States or in LA, Deb, but up here in Ontario, we've got a real shortage of people that are working. So basically, the joke is, is that the entire province of Ontario is hiring right now. And so it's even more important to make sure that as employers or business owners, we're making sure that we're supporting our team members so that they stay longer, they're more productive, they're loyal, they're referring us and growing our businesses with us. It's like one big team. So that in itself is an amazing um, way that you've adapted your business this year. I'm so excited to think about that and how I can implement that myself. So amazing. Thank you. The other thing that you, you just said, I don't know if you realized it, is if a business is having trouble hiring, why not make an incentive for new employees. Oh, we know you have your side hustle and we appreciate that. But if you come and work with us, you can still do your side hustle. We will not only accept it, we will support it. Yeah. If you can start your culture. That's why when I talk about it, it's so much bigger than me, it really is. It's a way to attract employees, but also retain them and keep them loyal. If you have someone who learned HTML, that was their pandemic project was to learn coding, and, but they were in marketing. Wouldn't you rather keep a good employee in your company in a different position Yeah. rather than them leave the company to do that somewhere else? hundred percent. But you don't know if you don't ask yeah. and employers don't have the time to ask. So that's where I come in. So I work as an advocate for employers and for the employees to find the most win-win situation. Amazing. I think a lot of corporations are fearful for supporting their employees' side hustles or, you know, their their side gigs or whatever because of that fear that they will one day eventually leave. Um, but they're not actually going to leave because of that. And I was reading something the other day about, you know, what is the top reason why loyal employees leave their 
you know, corporate jobs. And it's not about, you know, the lack of vacation or the lack of sick days or the lack of pay. It always comes down to not being in a supportive environment and most of the time, lack of communication and bad management. If you're in an environment where where they are promoting you to thrive in that environment and to succeed and they're wanting you to succeed not only in that world but also in your world somewhere else why not you know have your like celebrate their successes rather than not celebrating the fact that they're trying to work on themselves personally and you know have personal development and create something for themselves that they've always wanted to create I just don't understand why there are still some corporations and businesses who don't have that mindset. I just don't get it. Well, and there are a lot of businesses that don't have that mindset. And that's why it's, and I don't even see it as a challenge. It's just the forward thinking businesses will adapt, change, thrive. And the ones who aren't, well, they may succeed. You know, they'll probably be business as usual forever, maybe. You know, it's hard to predict, but we're at this really exciting turning point amidst all the garbage that's going on in the world. It's like, okay, things can be bad, stay bad, whatever, or we can do something different. And therein lies the excitement. Yeah. When you make changes, when you make choices, there's possibilities. When you keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting the same result, I, I know it's an old quote. It's the definition of insanity. You know, it is, sorry. You want it really things is. to be different. You have to do something different. And it all goes back to choosing yourself. When you think about the life you want, and this is just as important for businesses and managers as it is for employees, team members, side hustlers, whatever. When you think about the life you want, what does that look like? And really allow yourself to dream. And then from there, think about where you are now, where you want to go. But even more importantly, what drives you? What excites you? Because when you're doing those things, that's what's really going to bring the energy. It's like the person who's got a successful side hustle is going to be happy all the time, do the job, put all of their all into it and then go back at the end of the day to, to their family or the side or whatever. It's so find where the happy is in your life. And again, do more of the good things and do less of the things that, that make you miserable. For sure. I, uh, I can't agree with that more because like you were saying earlier, if you are going to be happier in your professional life, that's going to bleed over to your personal life. And if you're happier in your personal life, that'll bleed over to your professional life. And there's no point, you know, continually doing those things that you don't enjoy or don't bring you happiness or that you're not passionate about. And even the slightest changes are going to make a huge difference. For sure. Um, So Deb, did you have or do you have currently any role models that shaped your entrepreneurship? Well, I I have to go back and start with my mom who always encouraged me. She's an artist, always the free thinker who encouraged me, you know, you have to do the things that you love. So I, I call her, she's like the cheerleader's cheerleader because she cheerleaded me. And so I get to cheerlead others. Oh, I love that. And, and she named me twice because when I was going through the whole, okay, what's next for me, 
she said, <laughs> why don't you use your name? <laughs> and I said, that. <laughs> it does work. Well, the, and the other part of it, that uh, the other part of that story is she said, Deb, you're always saying how much you hate smart goals. Why don't you create Deb goals? And I really, I don't care for smart goals, basically for two reasons. Goal experts who hang their shingle on teaching smart goals. I, I just, they didn't create it. They're using someone else's system. I think smart goals are a good tool. If they work for you, they are a good tool, but I don't consider them a system. So that, that's my, that's my short, very PC reasoning behind not liking smart goals. But, but the statement was, it, it was like light bulb, you know, make Deb goals. And it worked perfectly. So determine your mission, explore your options, brainstorm your path. If you follow those three phases, which in my book, the first half of my book goes through Deb and the second half is strategies for success. But if you go through those phases, it will really help you hone in on figuring out the life that you want, the goals that you want. And it sets you on these really fun, creative brainstorming exercises to really hone in on what that is for you. And the other proof, Deb works well, it, or rather that what I'm doing, it's always been Deb. It just wasn't called Deb <laughs> until I got re-renamed. Uh, there's a woman who took one of my workshops maybe five, six years ago, and she adopted my whole mission and motto philosophy that she uses in a course that she teaches. So at the beginning of every semester, she has her students come up with a mission that they talk about again at the end to see if it's changed. So I love that someone who I taught years before it was even called Deb uses Deb. <laughs> Isn't that great? I love when you said, find what brings you joy and do more of that. That's something that, that I wrote down that stuck out of me is to be aware of when I actually feel joy. Because sometimes as a very busy mom and business owner, and it just, life gets so busy that you forget to hone in on that feeling, or I do, of what actually brings me joy so that I can focus on that and feel that and do more of that. Yes. And, and make a list of things that bring you joy is, oh, I feel good today. You know, I'm going to write that down. So you know that let's say you're dragging, go to your joy list and do something on the list. The other thing that, that I recommend, yes, this one is from me. Well, they're both from me. The, this, <laughs> the other is just adapted, um, is to keep a win list. Now it can be in your calendar or you can do a Google Doc or notebook. I have a client who has a notebook that's just his wins. So every day it's the date, write down one to three to five wins. And that way at the end of the week or the end of the month, you're like, oh my goodness, what have I accomplished? You can just go into your win list and say, hmm, it doesn't feel like I'm making progress, but look, it's written down right here. I am making progress. And that's probably the biggest challenge for those who are doing little bits at a time. It adds up, but track it, watch what you are doing. And you'll be like, Hmm, I had a good week. Well, I'm glad I wrote that down or else I never would have remembered. So just find little things like that to keep you inspired 
And that will be super helpful as well. That's where I struggle a little bit because I don't write my wins down. And then because I'm not, I know, I know, blasphemy, I know I should, I have to start, but I don't. And I think that's where I struggle because I find myself feeling that I'm not accomplishing or achieving enough because I'm not having like those huge results. But the little wins that I'm having, I know all add up to something and are actually making a difference. It's just, I don't keep track of them. So for me, I, you know, can remember some of them and I'm like, oh yeah, I guess that was a good day, but I'm, I'm not being as proactive when it comes to actually tracking them, which would then probably give me more motivation. Cause then I will know I'm actually doing something that's making a difference. So that is one thing I know I have to work on. And it doesn't have to be big things. No, it doesn't because the little things matter just as much. Right. The D, determine your mission. It starts with visualization, write your current bio, write your future bio, write your mission statement, write your motto, but go back to that visualization. That's also super helpful. So see it in your mind, but also create something that represents what in, I I have a, um, Virtual vision board scavenger hunt on my website at thedevmethod.com slash V-S-H, uh, which will basically walk you through. It's one of the workshops that I do, but it's readable form. But it's it basically says go through A through Z of the different things that you want. Just brainstorm it out, one thing for each level letter of the alphabet, and then hone it down into like 10 and you can categorize the different things and then create a vision board based on that. And it's something that you can see. But I don't want to say woo-woo. I mean, you can have some woo-woo in there, of course. But what is something concrete as something that you could shoot for? So maybe you want to create a product that is in all the stores. So mock up what your product looks like. Take a picture of a store and put the mock-up of your product in it. If you want to be have your book a number one New York Times bestseller, get a copy of the New York Times bestseller list and put your book there at number one and look at that. If you want to be speaking to those sold out Zoom crowds, take a screenshot the next time you're in a really big Zoom room and then put your face as the speaker. You know, be creative. Figure out what success, again, with the air quotes looks like for you and create a way to visualize it. So you see what you're working towards because that is also really helpful. Yeah, the vision. I used to do vision boards when I was um, younger. I don't really know why I stopped because I always found them very, very helpful. I used to do one on this huge piece of card and then I would stick it on my closet door. So when I woke up every morning, it was the first thing that I would see. And I had a lot of random things on there. Like some things were, you know, I wanted to achieve a certain number in my savings account. I wanted to you know, travel to this country and this city. Um, I wanted to, you know, work more on, I wanted to attempt to do like, you know, yoga three times a week and go to the gym two times a week and that kind of stuff. So it was like a lot of personal and business goals, but I found having that visualization that I could look at every day kind of just gave me that daily reminder and boost that I needed of that is what I wanted to achieve that year. Um, and it was something that I could see every single day. I didn't have to, you you know, I mean, it's obviously fine if it's not on your wall. For me, that's just what worked. Um, but I could see it and 
I made it visual and it just made it seem more attainable for me. And now I want you, I'm going to like haunt you okay. now. <laughs> like Deb says, I need to do this again. And, and, and it's, and this is years ago, I was having conversation with a couple of friends and one of them said her goal strategy was to write down everything she wanted for the year and put it in a drawer. And at the end of the year, look at the list and be pleasantly surprised if she accomplished anything. And after, you know, I regained the power of speech from that shock, I said, what if you just tried to put the list up somewhere where you looked at it every day and see how much more you accomplished that way? And she said, okay, I'll try it. And she was more successful than she had ever been because she was looking at her goals. Yeah. It works. It does. No, it does. It does. And I can't tell you why I stopped because it did legitimately work. And I even started it when I started doing it up until I think when I moved to Canada, I, you know, obviously went down and got all my craft supplies from Michael's and stuff and made it look really nice. Um, and then I don't know, I just, I just stopped and I can't tell you why. Um, and I always, I still have photos of all of, I took a photo of my vision board every year as well. So I could kind of keep that as a memory and documentation of what like my 2014 vision board looked like versus what my 2015 one looked like. Um, I loved doing them and they did work and I enjoyed looking at them every day. So I don't know why I stopped, but I know I, every year I say to myself, I really should do a vision board again. Like I, I've got so many things I want to achieve. I really should put them in a vision board. So I will. And if I don't, I know I have you to answer to. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, well I, I'll give you one other thing. You know, you don't have to wait till the end of the year or the beginning of next year. No. And the other thing that, that Sarah, I believe, knows is I start the year in December. Yep. So I started this last year um, because we couldn't get rid of 2020 quickly enough. So last December, I started a campaign for Start. 2021 now, um, getting people to say, okay, let's be done with the year in November and start the calendar year on December 1st. And I will be doing that again this year and for the foreseeable future because having a head start into next year is so valuable when everybody is finding their footing in January. Yeah. You're already working on your goals yeah. for 2022. And so I, I figured out my goal chat topic. So I lead the goal chat Twitter chat on Sunday nights. I do a goal chat live show on Mondays and then Thursdays. I release the Deb show podcast, which is basically the audio version of a previous week's goal chat live, but I theme out my months and I, it's really exciting. So we're doing impact in October and a hope in November and then December is start 2020 now. And then for the traditionalists, I still do new year, new you in January, but we have to take every advantage. And I think starting the new year a month early is one of the best advantages you can give yourself. Absolutely. I I really like that idea. I and yeah, and then you're kind of ahead of the game, not just uh, of everyone else, but for yourself as well. That's uh, that's a really clever idea. Thank you. Well, I'm I'm all about setting you up for success. My motto. I mentioned my mission before, but my motto is goal setting simplified. So everything that I create 
whether it's within my corporate speaking or coaching or online communities, it's all about simple instructions because changing your life is challenging enough. Oh yeah, it sure is. So Deb, what do you like the most about being an entrepreneur and owning your own business? I love that I get to be me 24 <laughs> seven <laughs> because it's, it, I live everything that I teach. It goes back to that original goal group. I was not going to ask people to set and report on goals unless I was prepared to do it myself. And it benefited me just as much as if not more than I created my structure behind the dev method and my book using the dev method. I used it with my corporate initiative. So when you get the privilege of being yourself and sharing what you know, it goes back to that mission. It's a privilege. If you know things, if you can help others, if you can positively impact the world, why wouldn't you? And everybody can because everybody has their own background experience. What makes them unique? It's just a matter of giving yourself permission to explore what that means for your life and where it fits into your life. I am so grateful that you're sharing with us <laughs> information about the Deb Method and your tools for goal setting. I am starting a list right now for my wins for the day. And I am very interested in starting a vision board, which I've never done. So I think that it's just a real pleasure to have met you and be able to have uh, you share your gifts with me so that I can further develop my own goal setting capabilities. And, you know, it's true. Like I always hope that I'm able to share the knowledge and experience that I've gained through the years with small business owners that are looking for help with marketing or digital marketing. And I also love to help nonprofit organizations to expand on their message and what they're doing. So to be able to apply my knowledge to those areas is definitely one of my goals. And I love that, um, that we do each have that ability. We all have a gift that we can give to the world. It's a matter of finding it and using it. Right. And, and that's really where Explore Your Options come in. Because once you know your mission, Explore your options. That's the research phase. So I know these things. I want to help others. I want to impact. And that's just looking at the possibilities and educating yourself through courses or meetings or making new connections or what have you. And then really taking a step back and figuring out what, again, makes the most sense for your life. I had another point on the vision boards. Real live ones are great. But electronic ones are so much easier. I, I use Canva in the example for the virtual scavenger hunt vision board that I use for my class. You figure out what you want and then you search for the pictures and then you put them in an order. And I met this woman a couple weeks ago who does biz shui, so feng shui for businesses. And she said, well, why wouldn't you take your items on your vision board and put them in the bagua for feng shui. So you've got that nine box grid and there are certain places to put each of the things that you want. It's just fun. It's all about the fun because if you're not enjoying the things that you do that you love, then it will show just as much as when you love what you do. Yeah, it does. And when you're, I, when you're doing something that you don't love, you're just 
your your care factor is little, you don't have the passion, it will show 100%. And I love the idea of doing electronic vision boards. I think um, although I always had fun doing physical ones and it was, you know, nice to kind of be doing crafty things, um, the electronic ones are probably a little bit more easier for me at the moment because of, you know, time constraints and I don't give myself enough time to, you know, work on myself and my personal development. So at least that will get me back into the game and get me started with vision boards again. And there's so many ways to be crafty Yeah, that don't have to be visual. I mean, I get cranky if I don't cook for a couple of days, which is really funny because I never loved to cook until I got my Instant Pot and it was like the gateway to loving to cook. <laughs> Um, but you should have those self-care appointments and this independent from your goal appointments, make an appointment with yourself, even if it's a couple hours once a week to just read or take a walk or whatever, but find a time and make it like an ongoing appointment. So it's a habit. It's a ritual. Yeah. I've started um, the last couple of weeks. I've actually started going to get bi-weekly massages, mainly for the fact that my neck and shoulders, it really has made a huge difference in terms of just my overall mood and just not being tied to my computer. Like every single day, it's just a couple hours out of the day, every second Saturday that I get to myself. And I, I love it. I don't know why I will go and get a coffee and I'll just sit by myself and I won't look at my phone. I will just enjoy time to myself. And I've been doing that the last couple of weeks. And honestly, it has made a huge difference. It really has made a huge difference in terms of just my overall mood and just not being tied to my computer. Like every single day, it's just a couple hours out of the day, every second Saturday that I get to myself. And I, I love it. I don't know why I haven't done it sooner. That's fantastic. You get like a gazillion gold stars for that. Okay, good. <laughs> so I've redeemed myself for not doing the vision boards by doing that. Well, okay. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to connect <laughs> okay. and I will haunt you in the best possible way. Okay. All right. But but yes, and, and I love that you made that the habit. Yeah. That's wonderful because when it's in, that's the other thing about these appointments with yourself is to keep them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's not enough to make the appointments. You have to treat the appointments you make with yourself with the same respect as you treat appointments you make with other people. Yeah, for sure. You can't just like back out of them and be like, oh, I can cancel tomorrow. Like it's not like I was meeting someone. Like you're still, your appointment for yourself is still an important appointment. Like it still matters. It, it's maybe even more important. Yeah. So where do you draw your inspiration from? I'm very keen to know. Oh, everywhere. Inspiration is everywhere. I love um, meeting new people. I, I mentioned my live show before. So it started out as an interview show. And then last year when I did my happy start 2021 now new year, I said, hmm, how do I throw a party when no one can go anywhere? And I said, well... If it were a live party, I would bring in friends from different parts of my life and introduce them. So I started doing episodes once a month where I would bring in people from different parts of my life to share what they're working on, offer inspiration, etc. Um, and then over the summer, I decided to make that the rule. So now all of my shows are bringing people from different parts of my life together for conversations on different topics. And I, I love this community because they get to meet each other 
and they get to meet my people and I get to meet their people. So I, I guess the answer is people. You know, we need our tribe. We need the people who, who elevate us. We need people we can elevate in that, that community. I think that's really what everything is all about because you can't reach your goals on your own. You need your people. So I've just firmly planted myself in different places where people can be inspired. I also do a lot on LinkedIn and I, I write articles as well on self-care and finding balance and finding ways to use that found time. So it's wherever people are because everybody knows things and we elevate each other and we help each other reach our goals. That is so true. When you first said there is inspiration to be found everywhere, I started wondering where I find inspiration. And I think for me, I find inspiration in a lot of the times that I'm alone and quiet, but oftentimes I'll find inspiration just in something that somebody says or does. And you're right. It's the people Mm -hmm. and listening and opening yourself up for possibilities instead of just having this, you know, narrow path through life that you're just doing what's in front of you and not paying attention to everything else around you. Sometimes my kids say the strangest things and I can find inspiration from that, even if it seems ridiculous at the time. So that's wonderful. Yeah, there's no such thing as ridiculous. The, no. the other thing that I do <laughs> is at the end of every episode, I I have my guests offer a goal, gift a goal to the people who are tuning in. Some of them are like, oh, of course. And some of them are like, hmm, never thought of that. Also in, in the subhead of the Deb show is conversations and motivation, because that's what's all about is learning from others and up-leveling. Yeah. I I find a lot of my inspiration from people as well. I I find it hard to come up. I like being on my own, but when it comes to creating things, I always find that I am drawn to other people's energy and what they're putting out. And I always get ideas and inspiration from, you know, talking to other people or, you know, watching other people like paint or or create something or just being in an environment with people always kind of sparks those ideas for me. So I'm a very big people person uh, when it comes to that. And I am a people person in general, but I, uh, I do find inspiration from a lot of the people who are around me or like collaborative work as well. I find that if a group of us are are trying to come up with an idea, I just find the ideas come to me more freely when I am having that creative collaboration, you know, with my teammates. I find that always helps me. Well, it's always also the balance, right? Because we do need our downtime and we do need our other people time and we need our self-care time and we need our creative time. And maybe you can have all things all the time, but you can have little bits of the different things. Yeah, for sure. So lastly, Deb, what is one piece of advice you would give those who are considering branching out on their own and starting their own business? Do it. I know that that was probably the shortest thing I've said (laughs) this entire conversation. I would remind them that they have the power. It is within their own power to change their lives. And you can do it again in a very small way, even if it's a half an hour a week develop what it is you want to create, create it and share it with the world. I mean, it really is as simple as just do it. So just do it. You can do it. I think that's the other thing. You can do it and share it with the world. I love it. I love it. 
it is so simple. Just move that step forward and do it. It's so simple. It is. Exactly. Give yourself an ongoing 15 minute appointment every week. Pick a time that you know that works and give that as a gift to yourself and figure out the life you want and then turn it into reality. And like I said, in my book, the first half walks you through figuring it all that out. There are a lot of really good brainstorming and creative exercises. And then the second half is strategies for success. And I know I've shared a bunch of things. It's really just the tip of the iceberg because there are just so many little tweaks you can make to your life that will make a huge difference. But the first thing you need to do is choose yourself. Then you can do anything. I love that. That is such a positive and inspiring note to end this on. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, so Deb, where can we find you? Where can we follow you? Where can we we find your resources, your books? Well, you can find me at thedebmethod.com. And if you go to thedebmethod.com slash keep, K-E-E-P, that is information on my corporate well-being initiative. I love LinkedIn. So if you're tuning in, please connect, drop me a note and connect with me. And I'm at the Dev Method everywhere. And you can find me, like I said, everywhere. I do my gold chat Sunday nights. I've got my Write On Online Facebook group and also a group for those reading your goal guide so they can share their journey and ask questions. And you can find your goal guide, a roadmap for setting, planning, and achieving your goals at your favorite place to buy books. Wonderful. I will make sure that all of that is put in the show notes because I know that there will be a lot of people wanting to uh, to get that book and also follow you. I know that I will be after this. Um, I have found this conversation extremely inspiring and I really want to go out now and create my vision board. So you've kind of pushed me to do that and thank you. Excellent. It has been a pleasure chatting with you today, Deb. It really has. I have taken away a lot of really great points um, for me personally and business-wise. So thank you. Um, Uh, And I hope you have enjoyed speaking with Sarah and I today. Thank you for being on. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's been so much fun. Thank you for having me. Well, I hope to our listeners after this, you now feel inspired, motivated, and most of all, empowered. See you next week.